Welcome to the Anne Arundel County Police Department. What you are about to hear are real stories, told by some of the men and women who lived through them. Join us as we examine active, closed, and sometimes cold cases with an occasional look behind the badge. Our mission is to be informative and engaging with the goal of providing justice and just maybe closure to our victims and their families. I'm Chris Anderson, and this is The Crime Journal. Today, we're going to take a look behind the badge with a few of the players from the Anne Arundel County Police Hockey Team, a combination of both sworn and civilian members of the Anne Arundel County Police Department. Recently, I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation about the history, the players, and the mission of the best damn police department hockey team in the region. Welcome everyone once again to the show. This is The Crime Journal and today I am joined by numerous guests. Um, if you want to go ahead, we'll start with my far right and you can introduce yourselves and what role you play um, in this conversation. Hey, good morning to you. My name is Brendan Reed. I'm a corporal with the Anne County Police Department. I play on the hockey team, uh, assistant captain with uh, my cohorts here to seated to my right. Uh, my name is Chris Neal. I'm the detective with the Anne Arundel County Police Department. I work on our criminal investigation division. I'm the uh, team captain for the hockey team for the Anne Arundel County Police Department. Sergeant Brendan McGrath. I'm assigned to Northern District, and I'm also an alternate captain with the hockey team. I am John Zimmer. I am a lieutenant with the police department with our Eastern District, and I'm one of our captains with the team. And um, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll get into it. All right. Uh, my name is Lori Daughters. Uh, I'm a sergeant with the Community Relations Division, and I am the coach. Okay, so we can just have an open discussion. Um, I think uh, everyone here has a, a sense of the history uh, of the team and um, has a pretty good grasp on the day-to-day -day occurrences um, surrounding the team. So if anybody has any sort of input or maybe something that somebody else left out, we can kind of all hit it um, together. So. Let's start with the the history of the team. How did the Anne Arundel County Police Department develop a hockey team, and and who did that come from, or where did that that come from? If if Chris, you want to start, so I think a lot of people don't know that there was actually a hockey team for the police department before the current team that we have now existed. Okay. I mean, I don't think it was a mainstream. I think Sergeant McGrath and uh, Lieutenant Zimmer could speak more on that. Okay, about what they did back then, but. Um. Jeez, I'm trying to remember what year that was, but we actually did one tournament and we had enough players to form a team and we actually ended up winning that tournament. It was at Piney Orchard. So you you won a tournament based off of, hey, let's see how many people we can get together to play. And this wasn't organized or there was no, no I guess, team captain, no team coach, no, no, no anything. It was just pulled together. Just pulled together, yeah. We had a couple of players from outside of the agency at the time. And this wasn't for any specific purpose or reason. Somebody just heard about, I guess, a, a hockey tournament that was going on. And you're like, hey, we, we, we like to play hockey or we played hockey in the past, whether it was high school, collegiate, uh, just recreational. And you were like, hey, let's. Yeah, I mean, the hockey community is kind of big. So the word got out and, you know, we started asking around and found a few players and we went from there. Well, was that for the Burn Cup or is this prior to that? That was. Yeah, I think that so was the there, yeah, Cup. there's. If you back up and you go back to like, I, I want to say it was maybe pre-2010, there was a burn cup hosted by the Arrow County Fire, which we were asked to participate in. We uh, played them in that and did pretty well. We beat them in that game. But uh, I know I know Brendan played in some you know, some law enforcement leagues as well. He can talk about with like a law enforcement Olympics. And then there's 
in the area, uh, the surrounding jurisdictions in the area, there was like MD law. There's, there's, there's been for quite some time some law enforcement um, hockey teams, but never just directly affiliated with agencies. And that's kind of what we've seen change. So let's, I guess, talk a little bit about the history with our department, um, with this current team. How, how did that sort of uh, take shape? So I think you have to go back to 2017 uh, when I lateraled to this department. I worked for another department. I, I previously had played for Prince George's County Police Department. I didn't work for them, but uh, they had a hockey team and I played for them. So when I lateraled here, I actually, uh, Sergeant McGrath was assigned to the academy at the time. And I remember walking in my first day sitting on the academy, and I just looked at him. I was like, I've seen this guy somewhere before. I don't know where, but I've seen him somewhere before. And then it clicked because I believe he brought up the conversation on hockey. I said, I've played you in hockey before. And then I remember he had played for Maryland Law, which was a team. They, they play every once in a while still, but it's derived with police officers from all over the state of Maryland that uh, come together and play. And I played them with Prince George's County. Um, moving forward, uh, we, we actually joined a team called the Annapolis Chiefs which was more of an Anne Arundel County-based uh, team. There was Anne Arundel County Police Department members. There was uh, Anne Arundel County Fire Department members on that team, Annapolis City uh, Police and Fire both on that team. And um, that team lasted till right around when the COVID-19 pandemic started. Um, uh, in that meantime, I had gotten uh, Brennan Reed to start playing. Uh, he never played before, so... No, sure hadn't. No, never played hockey before. And never before. All of a sudden, you're on a team. Yeah, I grew up ice skating. Uh, Benfield used to have an ice rink right okay. off of 97 mm-hmm. over by headquarters through the high school. I skated on the weekends, but never organized hockey. Not once. F- figure skating? No, no figure skating. No, no figure skating. Okay. No, that, that actually was a conversation down a, a Washington Capitals game one night. I said, you should play. And he was hesitant at first, but I was like, no, just get on the ice. You know, the, the great thing about the adult hockey scene, especially first responders, is we've it doesn't matter if you've played, you know, through college or you've never played before. Everyone's been so welcoming to whatever skill level you are. And, uh, you know, we'll bring you in and make you part of the family. So that was kind of his story. Um, but, yeah, we played on um, myself, uh, Sergeant McGrath, uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Zimmer, and Corporal Reed. We played on a team called the Annapolis Chiefs all the way until about the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, pandemic hit and we didn't have any more ice. All the ice shut down. You know, they were using uh, the Laurel ice rink as a morgue at the time. So there was no, you know, ice for us to play anywhere. Um, so the Annapolis Chiefs team kind of just went our separate ways. And uh, me and Brenna Ree were talking when hockey finally started to come back. And we said, you know what? We're going to start a, a department team. And kind of went from there. So it was kind of out of, was it a necessity? Like you're, you're like, hey, I still want to continue to do this and, and I still want this to be a thing. And if we have to go our own way and make our own path, let, let's kind of bring this back. Is that Was that kind of the mentality of I, I still want this or us to be a part of this? So we knew we had pieces to make a team. Yeah. You know, just speaking with uh, Sergeant McGrath and uh, Zimmer at the time, like we knew we had people in the department that had played before, mm-hmm. but it was just organizing it. That Got was the, the big thing that um, came about. So we just got a group together of people in the department and um, started playing. And we hadn't spoken to anyone about it. Uh, we played our first game borrowing uniforms from the Naval Academy hockey oh, wow. team. We didn't have our own uniforms yet. And the Naval Academy was like gracious enough to let us use their uniforms. And we played the Maryland State Police our first game ever and ended up winning that game too. So... I guess that that leads into my next 
uh, question about what was there any specific purpose or was it just to get you know camaraderie get guys together get girls together to to do this you know team event and this team sport to to kind of i guess share some sort of common interest or was there another mission that you guys had in sight beyond you know just just getting together to play hockey uh, i think initially it was just for uh love of the game okay and what better waste place to do it than with your coworkers? You know, police officers, especially in the last couple of years, been faced with so many different obstacles they've had to face as far as in the streets. So if we can do something that one promotes you know, fitness and being healthy and having fun with our coworkers, then why not do it? I think the great thing about our hockey team too is that we have ranks all the way from now dispatcher to police captain on this team, and we don't discriminate based upon your rank about. You know, everyone on this team has a role, regardless of their rank at work. You know, we're all one team. Yeah, and I guess uh, as far as experience goes, I know we we heard uh, Reed talk about how he had never played hockey before, but had skated before. So I guess, uh, Chris, if you want to talk about, you know, a little bit of your history with, with hockey and uh, what, what, what propelled you to be, you know, the, the, the go-to guy. Well, it's definitely not skill that propelled me to the uh, go-to guy <laughs> portion. Okay. Um, well, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I grew up um, and I, I played football all the way through college. I never played organized <laughs> hockey before. Uh, my brothers had. And when I got done playing football, I was like, well, I'm tired of, I guess, beating up my body so much, which kind of sounds silly. I was going to say, yeah, hockey yeah, is kind you, of a very physical sport. But I wanted to try something different. Okay. So... My brother was playing adult league at the time, so I didn't play my first organized hockey game until I was you know, 20 years old. Wow. Yeah, and then I've been playing ever since, you know, on and off. When I first started playing, I was playing three or four times a week uh, up until the pandemic, and then I didn't play for three years. So it, we just started back up again and went from there. And I'm sure these guys can tell you about their experiences, but our our team in the department, we have everywhere from beginners to people who've played in college before. Sergeant McGrath? Yeah, I started playing when I was 10 years old and played competitive since. Um, played in the area, traveled all over the world, the country. Um, went to college, ended up walking on to a Division One team. So I played at American International College in Western Mass and still playing. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, kind of getting back to what uh, Chris was saying, when he, when he was shooting around the text messages to us about starting this team, we were kind of, I know I was looking, I'm like, man, you're crazy. Cause it's, it's a lot of work organizing a team. It's, it's literally herding cats and getting people to show up. So, I mean, it, definitely he is the leader that put this together. So just got to throw that out there. And then when you also talking about rank uh, on the bench, we don't, you know, we can cut out the Sergeant Lieutenant stuff where we, we basically just, it ranks off the table when we're on the bench, uh, the captains coaches kind of, mm -hmm you know, lead, but, uh, and there's definitely different leadership, uh, you know, informal leaders on the team, but, uh, rank definitely doesn't play a part once we're in the game. But, uh, yeah. So for me, uh, very similar to Brendan, uh, grew up in Anne Arundel County. And at the time, the, the only ice rink in Anne Arundel County pre Piney Orchard was Benfield Pines ice rink. So, um, I grew up fairly close to the rink. I remember going there for probably, uh, like Reed for public sessions. Um, you know, skating there on Friday nights or whatever. And then it, they had a thing kind of called the house league at that time. Um, 
where they had, you know, used equipment that, that you could, because it's expensive. We haven't even got into that. Hockey's an extremely expensive sport for, for the equipment and the ice time. But uh, yeah, I got suited up probably right around that same time as Brendan, uh, you know, around 10 years old or maybe a little bit earlier. Um, I remember skating there with the house league, actually uh, all the way through when they built Piney Orchard, I think around 1991, which would be the, the, the home for the Caps practice facility for that time until they moved to Kettler in Virginia. But uh, so I played with the Chesapeake Chiefs uh, at, the, at Piney Orchard. Um, actually, I had a job at Benfield Pines Ice Rink in the pro shop. So sharpening skates and learn about equipment, you know, learn more about the game. Played at Piney and then eventually left Piney Orchard to Laurel, which we've referred to a couple of times and played with a team called Tri-City there. Um, and then at that point, well, I was fortunate enough to go to college in the Midwest in St. Louis and played for a, a D1 club team, not a not NCAA like Brendan, but uh, they had a D1 and D2 team there. Uh, D, the D2 team was more of your your what you would think of as a club team. The D1 uh, club scene in hockey is actually, uh, there's a lot of really good teams in the Midwest and even the East Coast as well. Uh, that are recruited. So I played out there before moving back here and going into law enforcement. So that's kind of the, the background with me with, with college and growing up around here. And Lori? Well, for me, um, <clears throat> I grew up with kind of hockey in my bones. I grew up in Canada where um, if you're not at a hockey rink, I'm not sure what you're doing. Um, for myself, my family was just immersed in hockey. I followed my older brother from hockey rink to hockey rink. I think I, if you look back, I started out as uh, an equipment, uh, equipment manager, manager. Mm -hmm. perhaps for my brother. Um, and my first outing on the ice was after watching my brother play. I really wanted to play, but I was in figure skating. So my very first memory is in figure skates, in borrowed hockey equipment. Um, because my parents said, you know, this is an expensive sport. And you better make sure this is what know, you want. The figure skating is much different. Very different. Okay. Yes. Toe picks will be mm. the demise of mm. many. Um, so I transitioned, you know, at a young age into playing hockey. I just loved the sport. And I think it was just so ingrained in my family um, traditions that it really wasn't an option. So um, I played on the high school team. Um, and I'm from a fairly small town. Um, in Ontario. So uh, we didn't have um, girls teams and boys teams. So I just played on the boys team. Um, and then I went uh, to college and I kind of went a little sideways. I didn't play very much. And then when I moved here to the United States, I played in a men's league in Cabin John. Um, unfortunately, it was not a toe pick, but more of a, a slip on the ice. Uh, took me out with a torn tibula and fibula. So I stopped playing and then I just continued coaching and uh, here and there. And luckily enough, when Chris reached out to me, he said, hey, do you want to play? And I really, really, really wanted to play, but I had to have the reality check of at my age, I probably shouldn't play. And perhaps I could help out. Um, I was thinking something more along equipment manager or team spirit. Um, and he said, well, do you want to coach? And I said, yes, I do. So um, I'm really fortunate just to be a part of the team and, um, you know, get the smell of the arena you know, still in my bones. And it's an incredible group of guys. Um, and I just have to say, you know, these guys that have come in to, to join the team that have had zero reference points, you know, and, and they're all adults and they've just come out with such spirit and, and camaraderie. And um, 
I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but it's definitely uh, affected my mental health in a good way. You know, it's just such a great thing to look forward to. It's on your calendar. You're like, yeah, I can't wait to get back out there. And for me, for those that know me, I love to scream and yell and rant and rave, and I'm in the perfect role to do that. Um, We've heard you. So, yes, I know you have. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's just a lot of fun, and it is great to be able to, um, you know, take the rank off and just get out there and play a game that you love, and it's kind of in your soul, and um, everybody comes off the ice just a little bit better and a little more exhausted and maybe a little older. I'm not sure. And it's still, you know, the, the teamwork mindset, like our, our jobs and our duties and responsibilities as police officers, it's, it's a team effort. And yeah, it translates just, really yeah. well. You have to be able to communicate well, um, in our profession and you have to be able to communicate well, you know, as the, the play is unfolding and sometimes the best laid plans on the ice don't always mm. come to fruition with a goal, but you've got to transition quickly and communicate well. And that comes in a number of fashions, whether it's, you know, hollering at each other, whacking a stick on the ice or, um, or making a physical move and it all translates and it just equals out to a really great time. I think it just shows the character of a lot of the people that we work with. And I'll give him a shout out here. Um, Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. one of our, uh, professional standards detectives he had never been on skates before like never stepped on ice and i actually have footage of him stepping on ice for the first time that guy goes to the rink five times a week and just the cheer that he wants to do dedicated it's it's amazing to me like he'll he'll send me a picture at five o'clock in the morning he's at the rink skating around i'm like wow like he really wants to be good and he's gotten so much better and he's only been playing probably about a year now yeah i'm very impressed with with that, I remember him skating in the first game against MSP, and then I think I said something to you the other day when we played. I was like, "Man, he's he's gotten so much better in a short time." So that hard work is definitely paying off. Yeah, and uh, that that moves directly into my next question with with practice. Like how like how well I guess how big is the team? How many how many team members are there in total? Whether they show up all the time or whether they don't, or like what's the roster kind of kind of look like? Right now, we're right around like twenty seven people on the team. And is it something that all 27 are, are able to get to the same place at the same time to practice? Like, how, how do your practices work? So we, we don't have practice. Um, um, what? So, yeah. So <laughs> individual practice? Or, so a lot of us will go to, we, they have like open skates sure, at um, yeah. ranks. Um, and it's more along the lines of, hey, if you can make it to it, great. Um, you know, that's, that's the big thing. It, it, but rink time costs about $200 an hour. Wow. between all of us so yeah that's you know we try to save that for games and we split it with the other team Got it. yeah because just getting it for us just to practice that'd be uh quite expensive i mean at, at this point i have to look back at Lorian. no no practices like 27 <laughs> skaters and <laughs> hey listen well, if, if we I mean, practice well, we'd be really it, dangerous but, <laughs> but additionally i was going to say that that has to be a testament to the the skill set that you guys have been able to bring together when you guys are going to these you know tournaments and stuff to to go against these other teams who could potentially be practicing you know twice a week three times a week and you guys are like hey we have no opportunity to have all 27 of us together on the same piece of ice at the same time yeah i think that that really just speaks to the spirit of all these all the guys that get out on the ice you know a lot of them have a a little bit more availability to go and find that oh yeah i'm sure time and you know everybody has a busy life outside of work and shift work doesn't help uh, with that. So the fact that they're just dedicated to the craft that they love, it's, it's great. Uh, I, I can, you looked at me when you said that and 
I remember the first game that I was behind the bench. Again, I was just excited to smell the ice and um, all the features of being behind the bench. It was just so fun. It just brings you back to your childhood. But, you know, these guys came out and the, just the fluidity of figuring it out with a, a side partner, teammate that you don't typically work with. It's really inherently what we do in police work. And it just translates so well on the ice. And these guys are amazing. I'm, I'm, live in jealousy every day that they're on the ice and it's not me. Um, but they're just the finesse. I mean, uh, Zimmer, McGrath, obviously, you know, their um, their college experience is huge and they bring that to the table and a few other guys on the team. Um, it's really fun to watch them on the ice. And then the, the younger players, and, and I mean, younger in experience, they just kind of gravitate to it and it just comes together so nicely. It's, you know, it's almost like dancing, but not quite as pretty. Graceful. Graceful, Graceful. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that's the word <laughs> So with, I guess, uh, the schedule, like how, how do, and uh, Reed or, or anybody, how, how, did the, how does the schedule work? Like how do you guys go about formulating these games or is it just word of mouth or social media presence or how do you find out about, you know, these, these tournaments or, or these other? Chris um, is a pit bull. He's on it. If it's advertised, he's on it. So the... The public safety community in hockey is actually a very tight-knit group. Um, I actually have a text chain going with, I'll probably say, about 12 different captains of teams um, all throughout the state. Oh, wow. Um, there is actually a Maryland Heroes Hockey League. We're not officially in that league. Um, maybe one day in the future, but we're not right now. But, um, you know, our fire department has a team. Howard County Police and Fire both have a team. The Maryland State Police have a team. Uh, Prince George's County Police and Fire both have a team. And... Um, Shock Trauma has their own hockey team. Um, so Secret Service, FBI, Coast yeah. Guard. I mean, there's a ton of teams out there. Uh, I mean, DC Metro. There's there's tournaments all over. Uh, there's there's a big tournament in Boston every year, which I would love to go to this year. It's in June, um, where there's hundreds of first responder teams from all over the United States and Canada that go there to play in a tournament. So you guys aren't strictly playing games. In the state of Maryland, you guys are traveling, yeah. and and how does that work out? Well, we actually just played in Virginia last month. We played against the uh, they're called the Prince George Patriots. Mm -hmm. They're uh, Prince George County, Virginia, which I didn't even know Prince George County, Virginia existed until I uh, met with the captain. A uh, great group of guys. Um, they are, uh, a, they have Virginia State Troopers on their team, Prince George's County Police, a couple of the small town departments. They all have, uh, and they they form their own team, like a regional there. team. So, yeah. yeah. So we met them in Prince William, Virginia, and played against them. We we took our agency bus down there. I actually got approved to do that, and uh, that was a good. Yeah, I think it was good for recruiting and just for um, sure. Yeah, because yeah, you know we we pulled in the rank and it says Anne County Police right on the bus. And, do they do they pronounce it correctly though? Uh, no, not a lot of people do now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you you guys get to make all these connections and and you know, participate in all these events with these other teams, both, you know, regionally and potentially nationally, what sort of opportunities is, is this opening up for not only you guys as, as players, but for you guys as officers um, on the department? What, what sort of things have you been exposed to, I guess, that you don't think that you would get the same opportunity had you not been part of this team? And and that's for that's for everybody in the kind, panel. Kind of like what we we're just talking about as well. The um, a lot of these teams, Chris, they 
with shift work and people's schedules, they, they often are short players. So it's not, it's not super uncommon to reach out and be like, Hey, can somebody else from from another agency come skate with you? So, you know, as long as they're a first responder, law enforcement, it's usually, that's pretty understood within it. You know, they shouldn't be bringing in a ringer that has nothing to do with law enforcement. But like for me, I got an opportunity uh, last spring to go down to Virginia beach and play in their guns and hoses, hockey game, police first fire, you know, as a, uh, I guess affiliate, you know, working up here. They didn't need an extra skater. So went down there. And again, that's networking. You meet new people, um, you know, make connections that there's a chance hey, based based on just those experiences. We might get an opportunity to go down to Virginia Beach and play in a game there. And their their game's very well attended. And I'm sure we'll get into, you know, our future games and stuff. We're talking about playing fire. But down there, it's a, it's a real thing. Like it's, it's a miniature. We were just talking about it. it's a miniature night, national night out. They bring in. Um, apparatus from the fire side. They bring in, you know, police cars, SWAT equipment, and they, they they use it as an opportunity to reach out to the community members, have the community members come in, and see that these these uh, firefighters, the, the police officers, are also you know, they, they, there's something behind that uniform, and they're uh, competitive, they're athletes, and that there's a whole other side to it. So it's it's really good for um, just connecting with the community and showing that there's there's more to these these folks that they see maybe riding around in a police car or fire truck than than just a badge and a uniform. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because you guys have the opportunity to invite people to come to these you know tournaments and to these events. And from what I've seen, you know, uh, from the videos and and photos of these tournaments, the the arenas are you know decently packed with with spectators, and that's bringing in that's that's an invitation for everybody. And not only is it an opportunity for the public to engage with hockey players, it's also an opportunity for the public to engage with police officers. So if you can kind of speak to what has that been like over uh, the the past, I guess, what is it, two years since we, or is it a year since we came out of the pandemic? How, however long it's been, it's, it's kind of hard to keep track. But um, how, what, what have you seen, um, I guess, personally, because of the the hockey team where you've been able to reach out to the communities and the communities are now becoming more involved, whether it is kind of like the the national night out where you're you're inviting them to say, hey, this is a recruitment event or this is some something other than or more than just a hockey game. Well, I mean, the biggest thing, you shed the maybe some of the stigmas or preconceived notions with police officers in general when you take the uniform off. So when you're in a, a public neutral setting, an ice rink, perhaps, you know, you've got kids from all walks of life that play hockey. It's not sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's open to everybody. And that's our biggest thing is to include everybody. Uh, we haven't spoken about it really. I'm going to jump off the top of it real quick, but sure. Anybody in this agency, anybody that works for this agency, civilian or otherwise is welcome to come out and play and be a part of this. It's, it's inclusive. So it's not just strictly sworn law enforcement. No, it's, not at all. Not at all. It. It's a, it's a great way to blow off steam and to be able to uh, communicate with our peers without being in that tight, strict bound environment of being on the clock, working and, and attaining an agency goal. And, so, and now that you mentioned that, how, how would somebody get in contact with you guys if they wanted to become a, a bigger part of this? Just reach out, talk to any of us, myself, Chris, Sergeant McGrath. Is, is, there, is there a website? Is there a phone number? We, we have social media pages. We have a okay. Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a great way to message me. If you're on the department, you can email me. You know, I'm pretty easy to get hold of. You can call me. Um, yeah, like like he said, we're we're willing to take in anybody in the department who wants to play, and we want our community involved with this team too. That's the big thing. Um, you know, a lot of things that I don't publicize, but 
one of the big best things I get as a captain is when someone reaches out to me and says, my kids came to your game the other day and they want a sweatshirt or they want a t-shirt. Or they want to come to all your games, even though they're not involved in hockey. That, that's the biggest, you know, they, they just want to come out and support us because we're police officers. So that's the best thing, a compliment we could get as a team. And I guess going beyond this community outreach, and we, we know that each one of us who are sitting in this room today isn't going to be here forever, be, be a part of this agency and, and be a part of this team uh, forever. Where, where are you trying to see this team go? What, is, what does the future look like for the Interim County Police Hockey Team? Well, I'd hope that someone will want to step up and uh, take the reins of it one day. I mean, luckily we have you know older people on the team, and we have a lot of younger people on the team. So, you know, I'm hoping as more and more we recruit, that um, it can continue. And that's one thing that we haven't really mentioned either is this hockey team has been involved in recruiting. You know, we've had people that have you know filled in for us every once in a while, and they've come to me after the game. And you know, if they play one game, that's okay, but. They've asked me, like, I want to play with you guys. I'm like, and you need to apply. So, um, you know, we are in the process of having our first success story so far. We have a, a gentleman who's played with us before, and he is now in the process to be a dispatcher. Okay. So he has his oral board Wednesday, and we're hoping for him. And he wants to be part of our team so much that he is willing to apply to become a dispatcher because he wants to be part of that. I mean, that's awesome. It's huge. I mean, we are the best damn police department. It's yeah. Yeah, I'd also like to see us, uh, just to piggyback off of that, continue to um, do exhibition games with agencies outside of the state, do tournaments, raise money for different charities. Because you guys and, have been involved with that before with, absolutely. with the charity yes. work. So I'd like to see that grow in popularity. So, and So it's not just about winning tournaments. It's about, it's about the camaraderie, camaraderie and the, camaraderie, the yes. outreach. Yes. And hopefully recruiting new players. And, and potentially police officers or dispatchers yes. or anyone. I mean, we have a, a quartermaster plays on our team currently. Mm -hmm. So if you're involved with the department, reserved officers, uh, dispatchers, police officers, if you're involved with the Anaheim Police Department, we'll have you on our team. And the hockey Facebook page is AACO. It's AAPD Hockey. AAPD Hockey mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yes. And I guess we've gone through pretty much the history to the future. Uh, for, for this team, there's a pretty big uh, event coming up in August. Tell me a little bit about uh, what, what we have coming up here in the very near future. So that's the Arundel Cup. Uh, that's our biggest game all year. And what is that? So uh, it, it's our second year doing it. Uh, we play the fire department. They, like I said, the fire department has their own hockey team. The Anaheim County Fire Department. Yeah, they're they're okay. called the Pickheads. The Pickheads. Yes, okay. that that is their name. Um, Last year, we did a charity for one of our brothers, uh, Matthew Scooby. His son tragically passed away from cancer. And we were supposed to do a game for his family right when the pandemic hit. And uh, unfortunately, he was diagnosed right when the pandemic hit. We weren't able to do anything. And I promised Matt that when we were able to do something, we could. And unfortunately, he passed away during the pandemic. And last year, we... Said we're going to do, um, I got with the Scooby family and said, we want to do something in Matthew's honor. Pick out a charity organization that you would like, you know, some, some money to go their way for your son. And then coming back said, put it toward us. So pediatric sarcoma research at Johns Hopkins Hospital. So I said, done. So I called Johns Hopkins, got a website on board with them. And the fire department, they've been great. Said, yeah, let's do it. And we'll make it a yearly thing. 
Last year we made just over thirteen thousand dollars. Wow! For sarcoma research, That's my, my goal is twenty this year. I wanted to get bigger and bigger every year. Last year, I, I don't know if you guys came to the game last year. We there was standing room only in Piney Orchard. It was amazing. I mean, there, and that's, you know, fortunately, we don't have the biggest venues to play in. Uh, Lieutenant Zimmer will attest to that. Yeah, we were just talking about this before we got started. I mean, if we had a bigger venue, if ideally, if like Baltimore Arena still had ice and, and a, a facility to have a like a minor league type of rink, I think the future of this team, if you're looking big picture, the you know, that game could could draw a lot more. I mean, Piney Orchard was pretty much filled to capacity, and I think it's only going to get bigger. So again, that's looking toward the future. If, if if there was a bigger facility, that would be. I think we'd be looking to even move that game to that. Yeah, but we are very uh, fortunate that we have a partnership with the Maryland Black Bears. They're the junior team that plays at Piney Orchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, their players volunteer. Part of their requirements to play for the Black Bears, they have to do community service. So they volunteer to do our games, and me and uh, Corporal Reed actually do security for their games. So we have a good relationship with them, um, and you know, that just to get the whole community out there is something that we want to do, and s- kind of show people not only the police department but the fire department a different light, and shows that we enjoy things outside of this work as well. So, so this game in August, what, is is there a specific focus for this game, or is it uh, just another Arundel Cup game? Yeah. So this this year's game is for the uh, American Liver Foundation, and we're doing it on behalf of Marlene Locke. Marlene was the mother of Officer Tommy Locke from Eastern District. Uh, she tragically passed away last year from uh, liver disease. And um, myself and Paul from the fire department decided we're going to do the game this year for their behalf. And um, so far, we're up to about $4,000. And for can you give us the, the when and where? Sure. The game's going to be August 26th at Piney Orchard Ice Rink. It's a 5 o'clock start time. Um, I'll get there early though. Well, tickets are because already- everyone is invited. Everyone is invited. Tickets are already for sale on the internet. You can go on the Maryland Black Bears website, and they have them posted there. Uh, you can go on our Facebook page. I've posted the link as well. Uh, you can buy tickets; they're ten dollars a piece. All proceeds go directly to American Liver Foundation. So any ticket you buy, it'll go right to them. Kids thirteen and under are free. It'll ask you on the website if you purchase tickets how many kids you're bringing. We're just preparing for capacity, mm-hmm. um, but every cent that comes to us is going right to the American Liver Foundation. That's pretty fantastic. Well, I think that's a good way to, to wrap this up with that uh, important game that's coming up. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for, for coming here today. I want to thank each and every one of you for volunteering your time to, to be part of this team, to promote this message. Um, and I can't thank you enough. And just before we go, I, I want to thank our command staff as well. They've been very supportive of this team ever since I went to, when I went to Chief Awad first and said, this is what we want to do. And this is why we want to do it. She has been our biggest supporter ever since. She comes to 90% of our games. She waves her rally towel around and cheers us on. So we just want to say thank you uh, formally to her and uh, the rest of the command staff as well. What an incredible story. A group of individuals of varying ages, skill levels, experiences, and backgrounds coming together for a common interest. A welcoming environment that promotes mental and physical health, camaraderie, effective communication, and teamwork. The Arundel County Police Department hockey team is doing what it can to make a positive impact on the players and the community. 
Once again, I want to remind our listeners that the Anne Arundel County Police Hockey Team will be going head-to-head against the Anne Arundel County Fire Department Hockey Team in the Arundel Cup on Saturday, August 26th at the Piney Orchard Ice Arena in Odenton, Maryland. The puck drops at 5 p.m. You can get your tickets now by visiting AAPD Hockey on Facebook and clicking the link. The proceeds from ticket sales will be going to the American Liver Foundation in honor and memory of Marlene Locke, the late mother of Anne Arundel County Police Officer Thomas Locke. We look forward to seeing you there.